Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert and your host. Today on tap, (laughs) on tap, no, on topic today is, what does your heart say? What do you hear when I say you deserve to have an unoffended marriage, unoffended intimate relationship? What does, what do you hear? What does your heart say, sing, cry out? You know, as I've worked in my work of conflict resolution and media, and I've done mediations and crisis calls and those kinds of things, we are surrounded, surrounded by offenses from people that we'll never see again, one time, one hit wonders, grocery stores, school um, assemblies, phone calls, um, soccer fields, baseball fields. And the last place we want it is in our intimate relationship. And yet, isn't that what happens? We begin to shut down. What starts out as bliss, passion, a synergy, a magnetic connection can soon dissipate with the first offense, the first violation. And then 30 years later, guess what? You're looking at a business because you're in such mechanics. You're so when I'm thinking of the unoffended marriage, I've, the first thing I need to do is start looking at the offenses. What are the offenses? And in conflict resolution, in resolving conflicts, the one thing that we say and that we do is we admit the truth. So when we're looking at offenses in marriage, yes, you can look at the big ones, um, addictions of some sort, mental illness, infidelity so we can go gambling we can secrets secrets can create so many offenses i know for me my husband not telling me something so for example (laughs) let's just take a deep dive into my life um so for example uh my husband he was just in a rollover accident a couple months ago and Um, You know, he's lucky to be alive, honestly. So, and his personality's changed. Even his taste has changed. Some of the things he used to love to eat, he doesn't like to eat anymore. He's not interested in music. He used to love to be be listening to the music or talk radio. He's not interested in that anymore. It's just very interesting what's happening. However, we're talking about offenses. Um, And one of them I said was just um, one of the, like, secrets. Or for me... Um, so what recently happened is that really kind of leveled me, his accident, and and I was I was and am struggling in different ways and in different aspects of that recovery. But he is also watching me and saying, "Oh, I need to. Um, I see you," and he's trying to you know do his part. There's a lot of of appointments for him. We're going to doctors at least three, four, five times a week. Um, Different doctors. I think he's got five different doctors that we're dealing with. So he went to the physical therapist and 
I sat there and I've always sat there through all of his appointments or at least his first timers now. Um, and the, the physical, the physical therapist was doing some tests on him. Well, evidently that on a Friday, they tell him something on Sunday, Sunday afternoon, he decides to go, Hey, I got to tell you something. They just found, or they're very suspicious that I might have a tear in my shoulder. I forget where, but, <clears throat> but it's very common. Um, they would expect it in this kind of an accident because of how hard um, the steering wheel pushed against my arms when I was driving. And it could jam, it jammed the shoulder up into this muscle, which tore. That's what they're suspicious of. And I just, I kind of wanted to let you know, but I know. And instantly it was like, why? Why did you not tell me? But I didn't do it. I ate it feeling that little, now we've been married quite a long time. I mean, 30 something years, I think. <laughs> Again, I'm not very good at that one, but um, a long time. So I was hot under the collar <clears throat> and we, he had to go do something. So we didn't really talk about it. The next day we went to the doctor and when we got into the doctor, I was very pissed off focused. You know what I mean? I mean, it was like, I need to know what's going on. I need to know how long this is going to take the MRI you want ordered. When does that get done? How long does that take? How long are the results? What, you know, and it was kind of that pissed off attitude that I walked in, in with because I was in the business of my marriage. And so they instantly went, um, you know, and they said, oh, as they were explaining things and I was fine as they were explaining things, but they knew I was serious. It was no longer just a, Hey, hi, how you doing? It wasn't that when I walked in the office. Um, so as we got going into the conversation, the doctor looks at my husband and says, Oh, but you already got approval for the MRI. What? I swing my head around and I looked at him and I right in front of the doctor, I said, why do I not know this? Because, you know, I walked in pissed off. It was laying over from Friday or Sunday night being told. And here I am at the doctor's on Monday morning. And so, you know, the vibe was feeling a little tense. If you, And yet there were no raised voices. Tell me if you understand what I'm talking about. No raised voices. It's the eye contact. It's the silence that's in the middle of it, you know. And... What we found out is it wasn't that he got approval. He'd gotten a phone call. And as I began to question things, found out that it was just the MRI place calling him because these doctors called them. It wasn't the approval process. It wasn't any of that. It was just they put in the order, but they were not the primary care. So now we have to go back to the primary care. This is the kind of stuff that like can set me off. Sometimes now, in the beginning, it was just like, what? You went, you went where? You went and did what? And now it's like, you're wholly offending me because this is no joke. This is your medical health and it's going to require something out of me like time, money, commitment, you know, and then physical therapy on top of that. And then I don't want to deal with any of this stuff anyway. That's kind of where I was at. And that that's another story in and of itself. So you pile all these past experiences into current experiences, into challenges, traumas, those kinds of things. And you have, 
an offense. And I was wholly offended. And as I look at the unoffended marriage, I know the pieces to get myself out of that rut, or out of that way of thinking, out of that emotional chokehold that happens to my heart. But instead, I think what we do is I think we become this wall, this limited exposure. We are trying to mitigate the damage that can be done to our hearts. And so what we do is we build up our buffers, we build up our defenses, we build up, and it looks like the business of marriage rather than an unoffended marriage, a marriage of richness. Now, can we have our little temper tantrums inside of that? Yes, but you must know how to heal that, right? And through my work, I have discovered the ways that you heal that. And... But for the sake of our conversation today, what does it feel like to just the idea that you deserve, you should have an unoffended marriage? Does that resonate? When we're looking at the things that offend us, something like what my husband did offended me because there was so much requirement on me that he did not even consider as I have to calculate through and I'm, re- I'm talking in the business of marriage. I mean, even words calculating. As I calculate through my time, my schedule, you know, when I can do this, when I can be available and be available for my children and be, av- be available for business and be available and be available and be available. Does that make sense? And so he didn't think of those things. But because we've evolved and it has become an offense to me, that you would not even think to tell me. So as I was doing conflict resolution, I was asking him, um, you know, so what was your reason? What, what, what happened? What happened there? So in all of my, eh, 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 my little snittiness, right? Um, it was like, well, what happened there? And he explained, and this is the beauty of the unoffended marriage. He explained, and if I opened my heart to him, and I stopped the business of marriage, I heard, and this is what he told me. He said, Carlene, he goes, you have been going through so much. This has been so hard. You have sacrificed and given, and it's so wholly unfair to you. All I was thinking is, until I know, she doesn't need to be bothered. Now, In that moment, I have my options, right? I get to choose whether I want to say, that doesn't really matter. Is that for you to choose? Do you get to decide that and stay offended? Or do I get to go, huh, well, that was a really nice thing. However, there are these other other things that I need to consider, like pre-approval. It sounds like it by the time I was done questioning, it sounds like it wasn't even, we have to go back to the the primary care physician, but he didn't even realize that. And so without my knowledge and my questioning and inquiry, we didn't find that out. So he was just thinking he could go. And that would have been a whole nother level of conflict and problems that would arise because we'd end up there and then, you know, 
because there was no pre-approval, who's paying for it, that kind of thing. So I had those two choices in my head. And I honestly, if I'm going to just, if I'm going to be honest, I did a little bit of both. And I said, I realize it's not your fault, but and I just had to have my little tantrum just for a minute. But because I know kind of where he's been, I knew he could shoulder that little tantrum um, without me offending him. And so I did push those, push the envelope a little bit and I needed to have my little tantrum just a little bit. And so I did not cool all the time, but I'm in that place right now with recovering from his accident where I just need a little release. I need a little relief. And he had the grace to give it to me. And so, um, we did walk it through, talk it through, and then he got back in the car after his treatments that day, that morning, and I said, okay, let's do this again. Let's, let's run through this again just so I can be okay. And so he said, okay. He goes, you're right, And because I went back to the same question, what, what was that? Why did you think I didn't need to know? And he said, you know, I told you because... I was worried about you anyway, and you don't need any more stress. I've This accident has caused enough. What a kind guy, right? That's so kind. And then from there, I said, well, I'm still, my heart's still not okay, but it's not your fault either. I mean, I get it. You were trying to protect me, and, and I get that, but, you know, I'm still reeling a little bit and it's still stinging. So, and then I, you know, and then I broke our conversation by saying, now that's going to require a very nice dinner of some sort. Um, and so we just both laughed or whatever. And, um, so there is the unoffended marriage is where you can still maneuver in that and give yourself grace, give yourself space Give that person that matters so much to your heart and soul grace and space too. But it's offensive. These things become offensive and you're going through them too. I have a wonderful friend. Her husband has chronic illness, chronic every day. It's a, it's a crapshoot when she wakes up. And I know what that feels like too with mine, but it's a crapshoot. You have illnesses real illnesses that can debilitate someone. And that's no joke. And when you go into a relationship, an intimate relationship, and think that, you know, you're going to be picked up in the middle of the park and swung around, you know, on an autumn afternoon, you know, and then you're going to go sit at a nearby cafe and, you know, sip espresso, when you think that that is going to be the relationship you're going to have. Oh, and then you'll throw in some kids in there and it'll be bliss with kids. And then you run into these little nuances in relationships that happen. And then they become colossal problems, barriers, cement walls that you wonder if you can even get over. And then there's wholehearted, deep dive offenses of maybe you know, gambling addictions, infidelity, um, pornography, um, things that can just shatter and decimate that intimate relationship. Is there a recovery? 
And imagine not the recovery that we're doing where we put up walls, but maybe an unoffended recovery. One where you say, this is it. This is our situation. Now what are you going to do and what am I going to do? Wow. That's a new kind of question. And do you want it? I was talking to another friend. Um, well, I was talking to another friend. I call a lot of my clients and a lot of people I work with friends. But, um, but I was talking to another friend. And she was talking about how, you know, he says this to me. He says that to me. I don't understand. And finally, I said, I think you guys, it's time that you have a deeper conversation than that. And that conversation needs to be something like, so what do we want our future relationship to look like? Because they've talked on all spectrums. So they've talked about how it could be, should be better. And they've talked about walking away, like picking up my sand boxes, you know, my little molds, my sand molds and getting out of the sandbox. Those things are real, but that is how to have an unoffended marriage and how to walk away. Let's talk about walking away. And I, I don't encourage it in, unless you've really examined it, not judged it, examined it. And you examine your relationship. You don't judge a relationship in order to walk away. At least that's my view. Um, But when you really examine that, it is possible that there is recovery for relationships that have been so wholly offended, decimated, crushed. There, There is recovery. But like I was sharing with my friend, which hers hasn't had those kinds of offenses, it still requires a deeper conversation. And are we willing to have it? So... Really, today is about reviewing all of the offenses that we've looked at in our relationship. Those offenses that have been created that has caused us to put up little barriers, maybe little hurdles that are a little bit too big for them to get over so that they go crashing down. Um, and I and some of those are no win, like we create hurdles. So if you can r- imagine these runners running over hurdles in a marriage, the runner's running, but we make it a little bit taller so we know that they can't get over it. It's not quite a wall, and we won't claim that it's a wall. It's not quite a cement barrier, and we don't claim that, but we make the hurdle just big enough that they will hit their knee or hit their foot and come crashing down. Do we have that kind of <clears throat> dynamic in our marriages, in our intimate relationships? <sighs> These are the questions. But at the end of the day, you deserve, and I don't care who is listening. I don't care who is trying to fight or, or trying to find some loophole. Everyone deserves an unoffended relationship, an unoffended intimate relationship, how you get there, what that baggage is in that relationship. It's up to you, but everyone deserves the unoffended relationship, the unoffended marriage.